Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Aliens. I'm your host, Callie, and we're back, baby. This episode is going to be stories from good old trusty glitch in the matrix, and it's a good one. So with that being said, and without further ado, let's get into it. Something happened a few years back that I can't shake. And I would really love some kind of explanation as to what the hell happened, as it has played on my mind ever since. Let me just clarify before I start that I'm completely sound of mind. I just want some closure, I guess. So here it goes. I've always been into the paranormal as a kid. I was completely fascinated by it, and I found over the years... The more open to it you are, the more downright bizarre some of the stuff you experience is. This tops my list of weird experiences. This happened about seven years ago. My sister came to my flat one night after work, and she finished work at 5.30 to spend a bit of time with me as we'd both been working like crazy and hadn't had the time to catch up. It was just the two of us, and she suggested having a game of cards with our coffees, something we've always done since kids. It's a favorite pastime in our house. Once I'd gotten the cards out and started shuffling them, she asked me to look at the time on my phone, and she had worked the next morning at 7 a.m. and needed to be home for a reasonable time. She had lost her phone on a night out a few days previous. I told her it was 6, 10 p.m., And she replied, okay, well, I'll have to be getting off around 8.45 p.m. to get my uniform washed and dried, so keep an eye on the time for me. I agreed, and we started playing a bit of rummy to start with. And now we weren't drinking alcohol or taking any drugs. We were just having a relaxed game of cards, chatting about guys and work. The usual stuff, I suppose. Everything was normal. We played cards for what felt like two hours easy. I mean, you can't mistake that length of time when you've had about 16 to 18 hands of rummy and were in the early stages of playing a game of poker, having gotten bored of the other game. Out of nowhere, I remember having the weirdest feeling come over me, like the light in the room dimmed, and I distinctly felt an electric crackle way up to my skull. I physically jolted upright, At the sensation, it was so intense. I looked at her, and she was looking at me all wild-eyed and silent, like she knew something was up. I blurted out, something's wrong, like really very wrong. Without blinking or reacting in any other way, she just says to me, look at the time, which I thought was the weirdest response. But I picked up my phone and looked at the time. A mixture of shock and dread 
creeps over me. That can't be right. It's not possible, I mumbled out loud. My phone must have glitched out or something. Getting up to turn the telly on to see what the time was on there, and she's looking at me like, what the hell is going on? What is it? What's the time? She asked me again. And I just repeat that this can't be right. And as I switch the telly on, the time flashes up in the corner of the screen, and it says 629. She sees it and is now just as freaked out as I am. I mean, that can't be right. Did you... I mean, did your phone say the same time? I showed her the screen. I pull out a laptop to check the time and even kind of watch out of my drawer to see if they all matched. And sure enough, they did. There was no possible way that we had sat there playing cards for just 20 minutes. I asked her how long she thought we'd been sitting there, and she said a couple of hours, like myself. We just sat there in a bit of a fog, like, what on earth has just happened? We tried to discuss it, but we couldn't make any sense of it. And to be honest, it felt uncomfortable, even to this day, to talk about it doesn't feel right. She breaks the silence with a joke, something like, well, at least I have another couple of hours to chill with you. We just tried to forget about it. I just wondered if anyone else has any kind of idea of what it was. I'm sorry, it's a long post. Carbon monoxide detectors worked fine, and I had frequent gas checks, as was policy by the landlord. About three years ago, my partner and I lived in a top floor flat. Fifth floor, no elevator, stairs only, only flat on the floor. It was okay size, but small enough that you could hear anything going on from any room, really. They were all very close together. There was one corridor connecting all the rooms, so you'd cross each other if you were changing rooms. I was working a late shift, got in around 2330-ish, maybe midnight. The boyfriend was obviously already in bed, so I came in and went straight to the bathroom to wash up and get changed and wind down, etc. Pottered in the kitchen for maybe 10 minutes and had a drink, then headed into the bedroom for the night. I get in and can't see my boyfriend. Presume he's just rolled over in the duvet or something, so I go over and move the duvet and he's literally not in the bed. I moved the whole duvet back and he's not there. I turned the light on, checked the whole room, top to bottom. Thought he might be pranking me or something or waiting to jump out. Nope, not there. First thought is, okay, maybe he's in the spare room on his computer having a late night. Nope. In the bathroom and we just missed each other's past somehow. Nope. I checked the whole flat, top to bottom, every room. Door's still locked. He's genuinely nowhere. I would hear him if he was sleepwalking or something. Getting panicked, I text him, this is important, where are you? Maybe for some crazy reason he's gone out for a walk or something, I don't know. No response after a few minutes, so I decided to check around one last time. I go into the bedroom. He's in the bed, 
the lights off. He's snoring as if he's been out of it for hours. I'll wake him up and explain everything that just happened. He groggily suggests I was just dreaming, but he checks his phone and the text is there, plain as day. It definitely happened. He's convinced to this day that he was asleep the whole time. The whole thing is bizarre to me. He definitely wasn't there. Where the fuck did he go? He's absolutely certain he was asleep in bed the whole time, but the text proves I wasn't dreaming and I know he wasn't there. Why would I panic and text otherwise? To this day, I have no idea what the fuck happened and I don't think I ever will. People I tell this story to are also just as perplexed and I definitely don't think they believe me. This is an unexplained phenomenon from about five years ago. My partner and I took a road trip from Florida to North Carolina and decided to drive straight through. We stopped once or twice for gas and the car was always monitored by one of us. We had two suitcases in the back seat. Mine was on the bottom. When we arrived in North Carolina, we both had the distinct feeling that there's no way 10 hours had passed. We both kept exclaiming that it felt like we went through a time portal and we were confused as to how quick the car ride felt. And I remember actually trying to recount the audiobooks we listened to and piece together how it was possible that 10 hours had passed. Well, we arrive at the place we're staying at and put our suitcases in the room. And while I'm in the shower, I hear my partner exclaiming and freaking out. I get out of the shower to see what it's about. And he's crouching over the suitcases, utterly confused. The zipper is sealed shut with a plastic loop and two tiny metal keys. Like the keys that come with a diary or maybe a tiny lock on a brand new suitcase. There was no way to open the suitcase without breaking the plastic loop. He starts freaking out and asking the people in the house we were renting if they were playing a trick on us. And they look at us like we're crazy. Finally, we open the suitcase and all of my stuff is still in it. Okay, first of all, my suitcase was on the bottom of the two suitcases. Someone would have had to get into our car while we weren't looking. And like I said, we never really left the car to put this plastic loop with keys on it. And why would they choose the one on the bottom? And who would do this? This was an old suitcase I had used many times, so it's not like something I just never noticed was there. And second, even if it was, it was sealing the zipper closed. And I had even grabbed the sweater out of my suitcase during the trip. This is a completely unexplainable mystery. This happened just before Christmas 2019, and I guess it popped into my mind again recently due to it being Christmas season. So in December 2019, I was traveling by train back to my hometown. When I arrived at the train platform, 
I started walking towards the ticket machines. As I approached, there was an attendant standing by the machines. And as soon as he turned and saw me, he loudly said to me, well, finally, you're, you're here. I've been waiting 30 years for you to show up. I thought that was a very weird thing to say, especially since I was only 21 at the time. At a guess, the attendant was in his 50s. The way he said it was very happy and sincere, like not sarcastic or even in a joking tone. Unfortunately, I was very shy and awkward, so I didn't ask what he meant. Wish now that I had. Then he asked if he could help me with anything, so I asked him to help me buy a ticket, as I had never used the ticket machines before. As I was buying the ticket, he kept making really intense eye contact and looking at my face as if he recognized me and was trying to figure out if I was who he thought I was. I had only moved to that area three months before and have no family there, so he couldn't have mistaken me for like an old relative of mine. I had definitely never seen him before and it was my first time taking the train. Throughout the interaction, he asked me, are you going on another business trip? Again, I was confused because I was clearly a 21-year-old student, not a businesswoman. I feel I should say he wasn't creepy at all and definitely wasn't hitting on me. He was well-spoken and clearly not intoxicated. So here's the glitch. After I bought my ticket, he picked up my suitcase and walked me to the train, which was very kind of him. I stepped into the train, he placed my suitcase next to me, and I turned to thank him, and he was gone. I mean, it was like as soon as he let go of my suitcase, he vanished into thin air. There was practically no one else around, so he didn't disappear into a crowd or anything. I glanced all around and couldn't see him anywhere. He definitely did not get on the train with me and wasn't anywhere on the platform. If he had run off, I would have heard his footsteps and it wasn't enough time for him to disappear from sight even if he was running. The whole situation felt so strange. Not paranormal exactly, but surreal. Maybe I should mention that even though I was in university, I've never been drunk or tried drugs and wasn't sleep deprived. I say this because there wasn't an easy explanation such as me imagining him disappearing or anything. Any theories on what it could have been? He seemed to recognize me and thought, or maybe he thinks I was someone from his past. So maybe some kind of time slip? I don't know. I for sure died twice, quite possibly four times. And of the two, I'm very confident in the first one that happened in about 1998 and the other in about 2018 or so. In the first instance, my best friend and I were driving gravel back roads in the middle of the night, 40 miles between towns in rural South Dakota. I was admittedly going far too fast and we came over a small rise and there was a T in the road where you could turn left or right, but straight forward was a driveway for a farmhouse. 
The driveway went for about a half a block or so and then transitioned into a cornfield. I just remember saying, oh, fuck, and starting to slow down as we started flying through the very tall corn. It was late summer and the corn stalks were basically full grown. The sound as my car plowed over the corn stalks and into the field sounded like the most vicious hailstorm ever. The experience was completely overwhelming to the senses. The sights and the sounds of flying headlong at high speeds into a fully grown, densely planted cornfield cannot be overstated. And this is where things get weird. The next thing I remember was sitting at a stop sign where we would turn onto the main highway in the area. It was nearly completely silent with only the light hum of the engine creating any sound. This was at least several miles away from the field we had just flown into. My blinker was on to the left and the car was just sitting still with my foot on the brakes. The lack of motion and dead silence was, for reasons unknown, also absolutely overwhelming. I felt extremely disoriented and discombobulated and was honestly not certain how I came to this point and was even concerned that perhaps I had blacked out or something. I just was not certain how we had arrived where we were currently sitting. At this point, I didn't remember flying through that intersection or crashing through the cornfield. That memory was gone, either blocked or unremembered. I looked over at my friend and again said, what the fuck? He had a dumbfounded look on his face as well and he shrugged his shoulders and after a moment said, I I think we go left. I actually got out of the car and found the Northern Star to make sure we would be turning the correct direction onto the highway. Also surveyed the situation, grasping for some semblance of understanding. We were surprisingly close to the town I lived in at the time. In short, we made it to my apartment and we both crashed as it was four in the morning and we had a very long day. I was dead sober for this entire experience, but I did not feel right and I knew something was wrong. We got up the next day around mid-morning and got back into my car to drive to my friend's town where he was attending college, which was about a five-hour drive. We needed gas and I stopped at a station to fill up and get other miscellaneous supplies. A car I was driving at this time was old enough to be using a bit of oil, so I almost always checked the oil. Again, at this moment, my memories of the cornfield and all of that were completely gone. I popped the hood and went around to the front of the car to get at the engine. I lifted the hood and glanced down. I've never been absolutely baffled and immediately enlightened at the same time. A light breeze would have knocked me over. The engine was almost completely chock full of corn stalks. My knees went weak and I became very heady and I felt myself perform several full spins in my head. Once again, I very loudly and firmly proclaimed, what the fuck, and called to my friend so he would come around to the front of the car. The very instant I saw the cornstalks in the engine compartment, the entire accident flashed back to me. I don't remember the point of death, but I remember all the other details, including being very confused sitting at the stop sign by the highway and the brutal contrast between flying through the field and then sitting still at the stop sign. My friend said to me, do you remember? I said, yeah. 
We talked it over multiple times during our long drive and we had the exact same memories. His memory also returned to him the second we saw the corn in our car as well. A couple of months later, I tried to drive the same back roads that we had been driving to find that intersection and the farmhouse and the driveway and the cornfield. There were a couple of very unique specific details to the location where the accident happened that should have made it very easy to recognize and find. I was never able to locate a spot like this on any of the roads anywhere around where we would have been driving. Microsoft had also just released their satellite imagery and I scoured everywhere between those two cities and I have never been able to find the location where we had our accident. I honestly don't think it exists on this timeline. The other time I was out in the middle of the night again in a very rural area during a thunderstorm to take lightning photos. I'm pretty sure that I saw the lightning bolt that killed me prior to my timeline jump. I remember sitting in the car and finishing my styrofoam cup of gas station coffee and hopping out of the car to smoke a cigarette and go pee on the gravel road. Most of the lightning was several miles to the west and it wasn't even actually raining where I parked. I wasn't worried about lightning safety at this point. Now, the very large power lines that take electricity to the town I was living in were right beside this road. I've been pretty close to a couple of lightning strikes. I'm no stranger. I remember getting that powerful static feeling and the hair on my head and on my arms started to stand up. I knew what was coming. I started to say, oh, fuck, reached for the door handle and before I could even get my profanity out, I remember a profoundly huge snap sound and blinding white light. The next thing I remember was sitting in my parked car with my nearly full cup of coffee in my hand. I remember thinking that I wanted to smoke a cigarette and I needed to go pee, so I chugged the lukewarm coffee and started to get out of the car. The second my feet hit the ground, I felt the most massive wave of deja vu I have ever experienced. I nervously glanced up beside the road to look at the power lines, but the spot I had stopped previously was about a mile down the road, and the power lines had turned a corner and not followed the road down to this point. I glanced down at the road to what I thought was the spot I had previously been in, and just as I looked down the road, lightning struck the power line in multiple massive flashes, and I even saw the lightning bolt jump down to the ground under the power line. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I witnessed the very lightning bolt that killed me. I have a couple of other experiences where I'm pretty sure I died, but the situations were ambiguous enough that I'm not certain. So you are not alone. And if you ask around, you'll be surprised of the number of people who have confusing, odd experiences where things aren't quite as they seem. There have been many people delighted to finally gain the proper vocab word to label their experience. Quantum immortality. I have this gold ring that I got about eight years ago. It's a thin little scalloped rose gold band that it's easy to wear and I absolutely adore it, and I never, ever remove it. In the eight years of having it, I've removed it twice. Once when I had an MRI in 2021, and the same week again when I had surgery. 
and every single piece of jewelry had to be removed for the procedures. Afterwards, I stopped wearing all of my other jewelry, like the many layered necklaces I used to keep around. It was just this one ring and one little blue stud I wear on my right ear. Seriously, the second I was out of surgery, I was asking for my ring back because it comforts me to have it on. Now, as has happened to a few people during the pandemic and lockdown, I gained a bit of weight. Not so much that I've had to remove the ring altogether, but enough that I would have to scrub with a decent amount of soap and warm water to pry it off. All of that is to say, this ring stays on very snugly. Last month, I went on a trip with my friends to Mexico and I had quite a few drinks one night. And I came home to take a nice long soapy shower. A few days later, when I got home, I realized that my ring was missing. I was quite upset about it since I love it, but I couldn't do much because I assumed it had fallen off when I had been scrubbing the day off and it had gone missing in the long shower that I took. So fine, I mean, nothing to do. Not until the next time I head back to that exact same spot in Mexico and ask the nice Airbnb owner to let me search the shower, right? A couple of days ago, I was making dinner at my parents' house not even my house, and when I cook, I always use a special fancy salt that I love because I'm a pretentious dickhead like that, so we had completely run out. I asked my mom where her table salt was, and she, also someone who never uses it, wasn't sure, so she just said to go hunt around the cabinets. I found an almost finished container of salt at the back of the pantry, one that only has tiny salt holes in it unless you screw the entire top off and The top had probably only been taken off once when it was first bought to remove that layer of foam or paper that protects the opening. I went to go salt something and guess what I found sitting inside the box, pictured below. I have never once touched that box of salt, never opened it, always use my salt. There isn't even a big enough hole in it for the ring to get inside. And even if I had been the one to open that salt for the first time, it would have had to been months and months ago because the container is almost finished and I don't usually cook at my parents' place. Plus, I was still wearing that ring as recently as late February. I have no idea how this happened. And it's just been sitting with me and making me laugh since it happened. Luckily, this wasn't a scary glitch, but It feels odd to think that I just may have lost a moment of time somewhere, somehow. This happened 24 years ago in the year 1999. I completely forgot about this incident until I read a Reddit post very similar to my own experience and it jogged my memory. This will be a long story, but I would really appreciate your comments as to what actually happened that day. To those of you who read to the end, I thank you in advance. I was home from college for the summer visiting my family. One day, I asked my mom to borrow her car so I can go visit my friends who stayed at the dorm during summer vacation. She said I can have it, but I need to be home before 10 a.m. the next morning because she needs the car the next day. 
My college was about an hour's drive from my house on a good day. Some friends of mine would make it in 45 minutes. The fastest driving time I had heard of was 35 minutes. Late at night, no traffic, driving like the wind. I got to my friend's house, our dorm residence, in the early evening, and we decided to drive down to the nearby casino, about 30 minutes drive to pass the night. We were a group of about five, two of my roommates, two other friends from our dorm, and I. We had a great time playing on the quarter slot machines. Once we were all tired and were ready to leave, we head to the lobby doors and realize it's early morning, around 5 a.m., and it's pouring rain. It was raining so hard we could barely see the first row of parked cars just in front of the lobby. We waited for about 30 minutes or so for the rain to slow to a drizzle so we could drive home, and we made the 30-minute drive without incident. When we got back to the dorm, it was around 6 a.m., and the rain was pouring down again, so I resolved to wait it out as long as I could. I still had to return the car to my mom, and I had at least an hour's drive, if not longer, due to the weather. When I left the dorm, it was 7 a.m. One of my roommates stayed up with me until I left, and we both noted the time as I was leaving. I got to my car a few minutes later and started driving towards the highway. I was really tired since we basically pulled an all-nighter at a casino, but I had to drive home to return the car to my mom. I do not recommend driving tired. I told myself I'll be fine. I cranked up the radio to my favorite station, lit a cigarette, opened the window for some fresh air, and so off I went. Again, please do not drive while tired. Within 10 minutes or so, as I'm driving on the highway, the rain starts pouring again. It was so bad I could barely see the wipers of my car. They were at the fastest setting and it's like they weren't doing anything. But the rain was kind of hypnotizing. The rhythm sort of started lulling me to sleep, but I didn't really notice. My blinks kept getting slower and slower. What happened next was in a span of about three to five seconds, no more. It's kind of hard to explain. I was awake one moment, sort of, and the next my consciousness wakes up to darkness. Kind of like when you wake up in the morning, but you haven't opened your eyes yet and you are slowly starting to be aware of your surroundings, how comfortable and warm you are in your bed, etc. That's basically what happened. I'm aware of being awake, but it's dark. I don't even notice my eyes are closed. I'm comfortable, but I seem to be in a sitting position. My hands are holding to something, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. I'm just really comfortable, and I don't want it to change. I kept thinking, just five more minutes. I don't know for how long my eyes were actually closed. Suddenly, I hear a really, really loud crash. Almost sounded like a clap, but unlike anything I've ever heard before. It sounded like metal on metal, but I wasn't sure. It got me to open my eyes, and the first thing I notice is that I'm in my car, and all I see from the window is a wave of water heading towards my windshield really fast. And when it hit the windshield of the car, it sounded like the glass should have broken from the impact. 
It was the loudest slap sound I've ever heard before or since. I'm in momentary shock as I take in my surroundings. I'm still in my car, driving perfectly straight in the leftmost lane. On my left is a concrete barrier just a couple of feet away, and on my right, I was just overtaken by a huge 18-wheeler. That is what made the wave slap my windshield. Heart pounding, I rubbed my eyes and forced them open as far as they would go, determined to stay awake. And I turned the music louder and opened the window to let the rain hit me in the face, along with some much-needed fresh air. The entire time I was thinking, holy shit, I could have died. I probably should have died. Then another thought hit me. What the fuck was the first loud crash I heard? The time elapsed between the first and second claps was about one second. My hearing the loud clap, opening my eyes to a wave that crashes to the window with another, but different sounding loud clap. But this wasn't the craziest part yet. Since the rain was really strong, I wasn't driving more than 30 to 40 miles per hour as opposed to the usual 60 miles per hour. And this means that the trip should have taken twice as long as it normally would. I figured I should be home by 9 a.m. at the latest, and the rest of the drive was uneventful, and I made it to my building, drove into the very large garage and all the way in the back to my parents' parking spot. Then I walked back around to the elevators by the entrance and took the elevator to the 19th floor. Walked down a long hallway to my apartment, went into my room, and crashed onto the bed. Right before I passed out from fatigue and probably shock, I remembered to send my roommate a text message to let her know that I made it home safely. I was so tired, I didn't even check what the time was. I just crashed. I woke up to a bunch of messages from my roommate. I don't remember them verbatim, but they were something like, what? No way, you must be joking. Where are you? Hello? How did you get home so fast? No way you were already home. Are you okay? It takes me a while to figure out what she's talking about while remembering my harrowing journey from the morning because it was then that I noticed the time of the text that I'd sent her before I went to sleep. It was showing 7.20 a.m., There is no way that it's possible to travel that far in a span of 20 minutes in a rainstorm where you can't even see the lanes on the road or even the hood of your car while trying desperately not to fall asleep and apparently failing at that. I don't know what to make of this. And after reading a whole bunch of other stories on the subreddit, I'm pretty sure it may have been either a case of quantum immortality or glitch in the matrix. However, Ever since that day, I've been experiencing all kinds of paranormal phenomena through the years. I'm pretty sure this was the catalyst event to them all. Well, all except for one. And I'll tell you about it in another post if requested. I just wanted to write down as many details as I could remember to share with you all. This memory is now so clear. I mean, as if it happened yesterday. I will never forget it.
About three years ago, I worked at a pizzeria where I carried out varied tasks depending on the needs. This evening, I was in charge of deliveries. A couple and their two children who were regular customers ordered by phone and came to pick up their order at the restaurant. Usually they opted for delivery, but this wasn't the first time they had come to pick up. As they left, I walked past them. A few minutes later, we realized that they were missing an item. We tried calling them, but there was no answer. As they were loyal customers and I had a delivery nearby their address, I decided to drop off the missing item myself. However, when I arrived at their building, something seemed off. They lived on the ground floor of a small building and their yard was usually filled with children's toys, but that day it was empty. I rang the intercom and through the glass door of the building, I saw an elderly woman opening the door of the flat and coming to me. She told me that she had lived there for years and there was no family living there. Confused, I went back to my car and video called my colleague to make sure I wasn't going crazy. She became puzzled as I had just been and confirmed that I was at the correct address. This would have been surprising otherwise as I had delivered to them several times before and was very familiar with this neighborhood. I tried calling the customers again, but still no answer. Eventually I had to move on as I was running out of time. About two weeks later, they reordered as if nothing had happened. I made the delivery and everything seemed back to normal. Of course, I told them about the strange events and they were just as confused as I was and had no explanation since they of course didn't move and no elderly woman lived with them. Moreover, they were certain that they had gone straight home after picking up their order. Since these events, we refer to them as the ghost family. Back in 2015, my mother and I were returning from the mall after doing some last minute prom shopping. Unfortunately, we left just as rush hour started anyone who lives in the city knows how nightmarish rush hour can get. I had this urge to look out the driver's side window and I spotted my grandma in the car next to us. It was even the same make and model that she always drove. At first, I thought, what a coincidence that she was on the same road as us. I remember pointing her out to my mother, who did a double take and muttered something about she didn't realize my grandma was back from vacation. I had completely forgotten that she was in Mexico and lived two hours away from us. This woman beside us had everything my grandma had. I mean, the same mole, glasses, the same assortment of beads and air fresheners hanging from her mirror. It was her. But when we tried to get her attention and she didn't seem to notice us, or maybe she was ignoring us. Either way, she ended up turning off the highway. When we got home, I ran to my room and checked Facebook her go-to social media. She just posted a recent picture of her swimming in the ocean, still in Mexico. I messaged her to ensure she was still on the vacation, and lo and behold, she was. I told my mom, and she explained that as we saw someone that looked exactly like her. I would generally accept that explanation if it weren't for all of the items and defining features that confirmed 
that woman was in fact my grandmother. To this day, I have no idea what happened. I go to university and I'm on campus three days a week. I do healthcare, so I'm in a specific building 95% of the time. It's very old, built in the 1800s and gives me the creeps. Today I was in the same room for three and a half hours for two different lectures. I've never been in this room before. I sat in the same seat the entire time on the left far side of the room next to the bare wall. The whole right side of the room had windows looking out over the campus. I got distracted as one does during a lecture and looked outside. And I saw a tall white concrete building. It must have been about 10 stories tall, absolutely no windows. On top was a large box with wires around it. Though I was creeped out by this, I did think to myself that it was odd how I'd never seen this building on campus as it was fairly close to the building I was in. To the left were two normal-looking buildings, both with windows and no giant box on top. After my first lecture finished, the teacher swapped over. We joked with our new teacher about being in a different building for our next semester, as ours was cold and creepy. The building we wanted to be in was about a two-minute walk away. To that, my lecturer replied, it's only over there after someone had complained about it being too far away to move to. She pointed out the window in the direction of the odd building I had seen earlier, and it was completely gone and replaced by what looked like an old clock tower. At first, I just thought that I must have leaned to the left or right earlier when looking out the window, so I checked again, moving around all in my seat to try and see the white building again, but it was gone. I immediately felt spooked. The trees that were in front of the building I saw were still there. The two buildings to the left were still there, but no white building. I didn't say anything to my friends at the time, but when the lecture ended, I did a double take and actually went over to the window to look. No building at all. I later told one of my friends and she joked that I must be seeing things or shifted dimensions. I laughed it off, but I was and still am extremely unsettled. And I have no idea why I feel so off about it, seeing as it doesn't seem like a big deal. I've had an experience in the past with seeing a pigeon disappear while flying in open air. But this was before the glitch in the matrix talk was around like it is now. So I just put it down to being my head imagining things. Does anyone have any ideas? I mean, was it a time slip or a glitch? I definitely don't have hallucinations and I was looking at the white building for long enough to know it was there. I've Googled my campus to see if there's any building that looks similar near where I learn, but there's absolutely none. I found the two buildings to the left and the clock tower though. I know it might not sound believable, but it's what I saw. And any conspiracies as to what could have happened are greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Blaming on the Aliens. It's good to be back. 
love a good time slip glitch in the matrix episode those are hands down my favorite of this entire show so hope you enjoyed it as well and if you've not already followed me on instagram my username is blame it on the aliens podcast and definitely follow and dm me i would love to hear from you guys If you have any crazy stories, I don't care if they're Glitch in the Matrix, creepy encounters, let's not meet, or you've never heard of Reddit, send me any of your personal stories. I would love to share them on the show or just read them for my own interest. And you can do that at blameitonthealiens1 at gmail.com or blameitonthealienspodcast. Again, it's my Instagram username. And I will see you guys next week with some more creepy stories. Do not forget to subscribe, hit the notification bell, and rate me wherever you're listening to this podcast. Makes a huge difference and means a lot. So, as always, if you can't explain it, blame it on the aliens, baby.